yo, it's your boy D-Train. Welcome to the Make It Rain podcast. Here we are on episode 16. It was a rough commute for your boy today. I got stuck at Wellington Station because somebody was starting fires in Malden. And the commute was just really, really bad. I am telling you, Wellington is like the worst place to have shuttle buses. But I digress. I just want to introduce my guest today. His name is Justin. Justin, what's up? Nothing to train. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, anytime. Uh, how was your day today? Solid, you know, day off. Just relaxing, getting ready, prepping for the Make It Rain podcast. You know, got to get ready. All right. So uh, just a couple questions. If you just want to tell the, the people a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm from Charlestown. I grew up literally five minutes from the garden my whole life, basically. Uh, diehard Celtics fan, but I'm also a realistic Celtics fan, which there's not many of. Yeah. So I try to cheer for the team, but also be realistic to what the team should do and what they should be doing. Well, the Celtics have not met expectations this season, but we will talk about that. What got you into the NBA? So when I was a kid, like, I remember watching, like, way back when Paul Pierce used to battle the Nets when the Nets had Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, and, like, they'd always, like, that would be the team they lose to always. And every year, I'm like, we got the Nets. <laughs> but, like, we never did. And I would just get heated and heated. And then finally, you know, we get KG, Allen. The Nets aren't there anymore, but we get our title. So I've always, I just... I enjoy basketball, you know, the flow of the game. It's just it's very exciting. I enjoy that. All right, cool, cool. And <laughs> you you see me watch NBA games. <laughs> you know how I get Watching it. basketball <laughs> games with you D train is one of the greatest experiences. <laughs> Tell the viewers how animated I get. <laughs> oh man, I mean it might be better than going to a game. You might you should charge people to watch with you, I mean. From a maid bucket to a miss bucket to a call. <laughs> Animated, baby. <laughs> My favorite catchphrase is, oh, we call that cash? <laughs> oh, we do. But there hasn't been a lot of cash this year. We might have to pick out a loan. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, today we're talking about the uh, NBA standings, the MVP race. The Celtics versus Pacers in the first round. Talking about the Celtics uh Record since the magical plane trip to California, Oklahoma City struggling, the injuries to the Bucks and Portland Trailblazers, and also reacted to some NBA news. And we got our first ever mock NCAA tournament where we have the top 16 NBA teams go in a March Madness style, one game, winner take all. Loser goes home, so we will be doing that at the end of the show. Anyways, are you ready to uh, get started with these topics? I'm ready. All right, first we're talking the NBA standings. Uh, we're, we're starting off with Denver and Golden State. They're fighting for the number one seed in the West. Who is going to get that number one seed? Uh, the Warriors have been struggling, but, like, I feel like no one gets worried with them because, honestly, I think if you asked anyone, like, if they could go one through eight, you'd probably pick them still in four games or five over everyone. Yeah. I feel like, you know, De Denver's just, you know, they're young. Like, to them, getting that one seed is, like, what they want. I, I, that's how I just feel probably in the locker room. You know, you got young guys trying to prove a point, proving that they're the best team in the West right now. I, so I feel Denver will pull out the one. You think Denver is getting the number one seed? Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are a great team, but like, kind of like what we've seen from the South, you know, when you get great players, like it's like sometimes it feels like the regular season they don't care about. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, they got some. Uh, they got some tough games uh, tonight. Actually, Denver is facing Golden State in Golden State. Uh, they're playing Portland on the fifth. And 
actually, they got a back-to-back with Portland. So they're playing Portland on the 5th, and they're playing uh, on the 7th. So Denver has a, a tough schedule. And they're also playing Utah on the 9th. I think Golden State's going to keep the number one seed. Uh, I mean, I, I would like to see Denver get it, but I think Golden State has the easier strength of schedule with these last five games coming up. So I got to roll with the Warriors. But we'll see what happens. I see. Uh, so Portland and Houston are fighting for the three and the four seed. Who do you who do you uh, think gets what? Well, right now, I mean, James Harden is like a wizard on offense. He's like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, the guy just literally puts the whole city of Houston on his back, yeah. and then he drops sixty. It's ridiculous. I mean, I've yet to seen a player shut him down completely or even like even close so i'm gonna edge houston just because of hard and like to me he's like pretty much a guaranteed 30 i mean it seems like the past couple of weeks he's been a guaranteed like 40 or 50 right it's ridiculous yeah he dropped 60 against his first uh he he scored 30 points on every single nba team this season that's ridiculous like <laughs> who does that they can't can't stop him. I mean, it's an inefficient 30, but it's still 30 nonetheless. If I was playing, I'd take him out right for the knee. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually important for Houston to get that third spot so they can avoid uh, the Warriors until the conference finals. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Because you don't want to play them in the second round, you know win the 1-4 matchup, and it's just, uh, like... Yeah, and also, like, if they do do that, the team they play, like, that could be a seven-gamer, mm-hmm. and then you go into a next series, and you might you might have put all your effort in one series, slack in that one. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very imperative that they try to get that third seed. And, you know, yeah, get that... Face the Warriors in the conference finals like they did last year. Uh, Which was a very good series. It was a good series until Chris Paul got hurt. Oh, Chris Paul. Someone's <laughs> got to, like, bubble wrap him until the finals, the West yeah. finals. They got to get that State Farm guy out. But Chris Paul had his, er, his his injury early in the season, so hopefully he's fresh for the playoffs. Yes, I hope too. You know, because he's a, he's a big key. And it's not going to be in Houston like it was last year. It's going to be in Golden State. Very true. So we'll see what happens. Now, five through eight in the West is wide open between the Jazz, Clippers, Spurs, and Thunder. So basically toss-up. Right now, it's uh, you got Jazz at fifth, Clippers at sixth, Spurs at seven, OKC at eight. Spurs and the Thunder have the same record. Los Angeles Clippers are a game behind the Clippers, uh, behind the Jazz, and the Spurs are two games behind the Clippers. Do you think it's going to be Utah five, Los Angeles six, uh, Spurs seven, and OKC eight? Um. Like, it seems that way. Like, uh, the Clippers team I love because, you know, no one expected this. And, like, they seem out of all the teams there that, like, they fight for every bucket. Like, yep. we've seen them play the Celtics. And, like, they, they, the they just always claw. Yeah, they just claw back. Like, it seems like the score don't matter to them. It's about the next bucket, which is the correct mentality to have. Mm-hmm. OKC is just, I don't know what happened. I mean, what like, Paul George was, I thought... Yeah, Paul George was like, he's playing amazing. I mean, I honestly, this year I think he's maybe one of the best two-way players in the game. And, like, slowly that team just falls apart. I don't know what it is, but I would agree with the uh, standings you said. Like, I feel like that's how it's going to roll. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see Golden State match up with the uh, OKC Thunder in the first round. 
I, I, yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't think it's going to be a five-game series. I think it's going to be six or seven because the OKC Thunder will hold the Warriors defensively. But it depends on what version of Westbrook you get and if Westbrook is shooting threes slash oh, bricking, he can't shoot threes. Slash bricking threes. <laughs> Westbrook. He's just built buildings. <laughs> yeah, he's still... <laughs> Well, yeah, you got to get Paul George back to MVP form. Yeah, do you know, is, is he hurt or has he been struggling with anything? Well, he was hurt after All-Star game. He missed a couple games. He had a shoulder injury, and he came back from that shoulder injury. And now uh, he recently said that that shoulder is not bothering him anymore, so he should be healthy. That's good to hear, especially for OKC, because you're not going to have a chance in the West if you don't have a healthy Paul George because I think he's the best player on the team right now. Like, I think Russell Westbrook's a dynamic player, no doubt, but Paul George defensively sets the tone and allows the offense to flourish for sure in OKC. He, he, they both need to be playing at a high level and they need, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this when we talk more about Oklahoma City, but they need to get back to their defensive identity 100 all right so let's uh talk about the eastern conference so we got boston and indiana fighting for the four seed uh your thoughts on that well i mean it's kind of a good scenario for the celtics like beginning of the year everyone's like one or two yeah but as we've moved on we've realized the team struggles with certain issues but they kind of find themselves in a good spot, you know. Oladipo's hurt, obviously, done for the year. Yep. You're facing a team that, without a doubt, regardless of Oladipo gone, they play their hearts out every night. I mean, Bogon is, they run it through that him, it seems. And he does a great job distributing, scoring. I mean, he's not Oladipo for sure. But I feel like in the first round, if we could get home court, it'd be a very good matchup. And one I feel we could get done quick and maybe rest up and prepare. That's, as a Celtics fan, this is a very good scenario to fall into, I believe. Yeah, uh, they're, we're going to talk more about that matchup later as well. But uh, right now they have the same record. I think the Celtics have the tiebreaker. And even if Indiana wins on Friday, I think the Celtics will still have the better conference record. So if they have the... So if at the end of the season they both have the same record, I think the Celtics will get that number four spot. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think yeah we'll, we'll we will dive into that series because <laughs> I'm not giving Indiana any chance. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, B-Train, you wouldn't get no one a chance against the Celtics. You love the Celtics, baby. I do. <laughs> I do, but uh, we're going to talk about the uh, 6 through 8. Well, 6 through 9, actually. So 6 through 9 is open between you got the Pistons, the Nets, the Heat, and the Magic. And the the Hornets just kind of fell out of it. So you got three spots in four teams. Uh, I'll give you the records. Detroit is 39 and 38. Brooklyn is 39 and 39. Miami is 38 and 39. And Orlando is 38 and 40. Who is the odd man out? I'm going to go with Orlando. I feel like Miami's going to be the eight, but they cannot allow Dwayne Wade not to make it on his final year. That would be such a sour note to end his career. Mm It would just be. I'm not a Heat fan, but you got to respect Dwayne Wade. The guy was an amazing player, yep. and he still is a very good player. Who I, I don't think he needs to retire. Like I think he could play on whatever he wants, but he obviously sees it as the end. But I think if you allow that to happen in Miami, it's just it's not a good look. But the other ones, like I really think that uh, they're just going to stay how it is. I mean, Detroit isn't bad. I mean, I still think they're not that great of a team. You know, they got the two big men. Yeah, and I really think sometimes they struggle with God play. Reggie, um, Reggie, well, Reggie Jackson's just uh, mediocre. Yeah, like he has games where you're like, okay, he's a, he's 
uh, slightly above like guard. Yeah. And other ones are like, yikes. And then it's tough, you know. It's, but it's, they, if they're going to have any success, they got to lean on Drummond. And they need Blake to like fire on all cylinders for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I will agree. Uh, I think Orlando is the odd man out, unfortunately. I really wanted Orlando to make the playoffs. You know, because they haven't made the playoffs since uh, Dwight Howard left the team, I believe. <laughs> and that was like yeah. eight years, several years ago. But yeah, I, I do think Dwight was good. <laughs> yeah, when Dwight was actually good. Now he sat out the whole like a whole season with a back or something. Yeah, teams are just giving him away. They're like, I got a basketball for Dwight Howard. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'll take the basketball. Yeah. Uh, so I got the hmm. The Brooklyn Nets have the hardest schedule, so I think they're gonna fall to eight. And I see. I think Detroit's gonna stay at six, and uh, Miami's gonna be seven. And Orlando's the odd man out. But do you think Brooklyn like has have they impressed you the most? I, they've impressed me the most. Yeah, sure. I, I didn't even have Brooklyn making the playoffs. So <laughs> I love. Uh, I forget the uh, the Allen the, the big dude is like amazing. Like he's, Jared Allen. He, when people try to dunk on him, oh my, he just goes up. He don't care. Yeah, he yeah. does not care. They they got a nice team, and people people are forgetting, but they have a max contract available this free agency, so they can sign yeah. a max guy, and you know they're a young squad and up and coming. You know they're gonna make noise in the future. Yeah, and I found it very funny how uh, a couple games ago uh, D'Angelo Russell shooting free throws and the fans chanting "Thank you, Magic" was yeah. a very good moment. Yeah, and, and they were the ones to actually eliminate the Lakers from the playoffs. Uh, irony, it's beautiful <laughs> sometimes. Yep. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add before we move on? No, I mean, I, I think, like, I, if I had to play Brooklyn round one, I'd be very nervous, you know? I would, too, they, especially the since team? they just beat us. <laughs> yeah, and... It just seems like the team plays together. Like, their bench, I don't know, it's been very popular on social media. Mm-hmm. Just doing celebration, having a good time. Yeah. Like they just seem like they enjoy every game, which is, I think, important to success. Because, like, if you're having fun, you're winning. Like, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, and, and the Celtics were not having fun. <laughs> I think they're allergic to fun this year, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, you know. Everyone's just all in their different directions. But at least Gordon Hayward's finally playing good again. He's starting to come yeah, I mean, starting to come back. Yeah, and he's like I people just get old they overreact on it like yeah. and Paul George had his injury, he it took him a year to get back to yeah. what he was. Like give give the guy a chance. Like, you know, he's a great player. Like he's showed moments he's so over 30, I think, is it three or four times? Yeah, and he he has the like, second most 30-point games on the, set, yeah, on the team. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't think he's the issue. Like, I see other huge issues with him. Like, he, I feel like he is a solid player, and he's a team player. Like, Bert Stevens asked him to go to the bench. He didn't whine. He didn't put it on social media. He's like, you need me at the bench, I'll be off the bench. It's that simple. Yeah. All right, uh, let's jump into the uh, MVP race. So, who do you have for MVP and why? So, I have Giannis now. I was going to go Paul George, but then all this, like, he slowed down. Mm-hmm. But Giannis, to me, has this year emerged as a maybe the best talent in the league. And there's going to be a lot of teams regret not picking him in that draft. I mean, there's some guys that went ahead of him. We don't know of anymore. <laughs> and he is just—he's just—he can—he can go to the bucket. And honestly, I don't know if there's anyone that can stop him. I mean, he's got a good little fadeaway game. His three-point shot is surprisingly towards the end of the year when I've seen him gotten better. I mean, I still wouldn't want him shooting open, like wide open three. Sometimes I he struggles, but just when he goes to the bucket, it's like nothing I've ever seen. You know, seven-footer, huge wingspan. I don't know how you stop him. It's 
Yeah, it's almost like to to beat them, you have to you just got to let him score and try to shut down Middleton and the rest of the gang. I think that's what Brad should do when we face them in the second round. But yeah, I, I so I predicted Giannis in episode five. I said Giannis is going to get the MVP, and I like you was with Giannis maybe until a couple weeks ago. Until I saw James Harden drop 61 points against the Spurs. I got to go I got to go with James Harden. And I'm going to tell you why. He he had an insane stretch of a 30 points per game streak. He carried his team without CP3, Capella, and Eric Gordon for like multiple games. This man has 950 plus games. 261 point games. He scored 30 on every single team. And I know people he's they're not they're going to say okay, he doesn't play defense. Well, James Harden is not an elite defender like Giannis, Paul George, Kawhi, but James Harden does play defense when he wants to. He is number 2 in deflections, number 2 in steals. He's like Kyrie, he plays defense when he wants to. But yeah. it's just, you know, for me, I wanted Giannis because I said it early in the season, but I need another big game from Giannis. And I need the Bucks to get 60 wins. And their record without Giannis is pretty good. So it shows that it's more of a team, like a team thing, Budenhoser. You know, they got a better team than the Rockets do. So. Yeah, you would agree, right, D-Train, that the, if you take Harden off the Rockets and you take Giannis off the Bucks, that the Bucks are the better team, right? Yes. I yeah. like The Bucks have got some, like, I think the most underrated player in the league might be Middleton. Like, that yes. dude can straight ball. Mm-hmm. He can like, ball, yes. What was it, last year he had like a half point against the Celtics to tie it? Everyone was like, we got this, and then he's <laughs> like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I remember I think I remember your reaction to that. It wasn't too good. It wasn't good at all. Oh, yeah. I was like, nobody blocked him, bro. No, he just like he inbound ball. He inbound the pass and he just shot it. I was like, no pressure well, he, whatsoever. Well, he shot it from Jupiter, and everyone's like, "There's no way." And swish. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to to give you Giannis and Harden's stats, all right, Giannis is averaging 27.4, 12.5 rebounds, 6 assists. Giannis has a higher PER, uh, and they're obviously first their first seed in the East. Harden's got 36.4, 6.5 rebounds, 7.5 assists, 30.47 PER. And some stats I saw that uh, Giannis... Uh, his estimated wins added was 21.7, while Harden's was 26.3. And if you look at last year's Harden's MVP year, he averaged 30.4, 8.8 assists, so he dropped an assist, but he averaged six more points. And he's uh, aver- he averaged 5.4 rebounds last year. He's now averaging 6.5. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it could be a toss-up. It could be. Because, you it's know, close. James Harden... Yeah, I feel like, like, but everyone says the James Harden thing, he doesn't play defense, yeah. but, like, at some point, when you drop 60, it's like, you don't need defense if he's dropping 60, like, yeah. he's gonna, like, he's like, and if you look at who's more valuable, it's like you said, team-wise, I mean, the Rockets without Harden, it would be ugly. Yeah, and, they, <laughs> they were like, ele- they were like 14th in the West at one point, and then Harden went on that insane run. And he carried into like one of the top seeds in the West. Yeah, and he's just I mean, like I said earlier, it's just there's no one that can stop him. I mean, he just depends whoever it is, he's gonna shoot a three over you. If he misses one, he's gonna shoot twenty more and it don't <laughs> matter because he's gonna keep shooting. Yeah. Hey, as a defense, I'm living with that. <laughs> That's why I'm taking his knee out, because he ain't playing the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to add to this uh, MVP conversation? Um, no, I think we uh, said it pretty well. I mean, it's, 
it's a toss up either way. Yeah. And to be honest with you, if Harden won, I wouldn't be upset. If Giannis won, I wouldn't. It's that close. I mean, we're gonna see, but it'll probably like for some reason I just have a feeling it's gonna be Harden. Yeah. But I, like if I was picking, I'd pick uh, Giannis. What uh, if they did co? What 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 do you think of co MVP? Or does it have? To I don't be, like that. Yeah, it has to be one one guy. Yeah, it has to be one. Because what happens is, like, one year we're going to have five co-MVPs. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of things, I too. Mean, like, you know how n- before they used to do the MVP, like, during the playoffs, and now they do, like, an award show in June. And, like, people just tend to forget about the regular season. It is a regular season I mean, award. Yeah, 100%. I mean, but, uh, like, the regular season, it's so many people, like, Especially in the playoff start, if see Giannis goes has a bad start and Harden goes off, people just stop saying, "Oh, that's why Harden's the MVP." Well, guess no. what? Buddy? These games don't matter. It's not for true. Trophy. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's they should do something like either the way they had it before, or do something like I don't know, maybe like maybe had the maybe have an extended rest before the playoffs. And do all the uh, awards then? Yeah, maybe. I mean, what happens if they just did on the final game of the year? Whether the guy who hit it gets the MVP. I mean, yeah, I mean, a little extra time. if you're a fan, you get to be a trophy ceremony. Yeah, and I'm assuming one game in the 82nd game wouldn't mean too much. So yeah. I feel like that'd be a nice little bonus to the fans to see their team's player who wins the MVP get his award, and it'd be a nice little added thing for the league to put on national TV, make some more money. That's usually how they run it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's something for the NBA to think about. But, yeah, let's get into the next topic. Uh, We're talking Celtics versus Pacers because that's the only matchup that is set right now for playoffs. The other ones are not set yet. So uh, I'll let you go first. Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, actually, before I let you go, I'll just give you some uh, uh, some background. So Boston leads the series two one. Uh, they won last Friday on that Kyrie game winner, and then they won a time before they waxed them at home in like I, I want to say January, but I don't remember. And then the Pacers got the first game. It was a nail-biter. I remember this game to this day because Oladipo hit that shot over Kyrie, and I I was heated. And (laughs) (laughs) Kyrie, like, Kyrie had, like, a bad – he missed the bunny layup. And then Oladipo just comes down the court, and he shoots the three, and they win. And Oladipo dropped, like, 10-plus in the quarter. They couldn't stop him in the fourth quarter. I just remember that game. But, yeah, they have one more game this Friday in Indiana. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'll give, I'll let you go first on this series matchup. So, for the matchup, I feel like uh, I feel like it's essential for us to get home. Yeah. Like, if we could – because, you know, if you go up 2-0, like, like, I feel like the team's better at home. Mm-hmm. It's essential. You put a lot of pressure on Indiana. They don't have all the depot. Like I said earlier, they run it through Bogon. Yeah. Like no one thought could do this. I mean, when this, when the Ola depot injury happened, I thought this team was going to eight and maybe out. But somehow, I, th- know, I thought the same thing. I was like, they're going to fade away to the sunset, and they haven't yet. Yeah, but they just they got they they trust the coach. He's very He's a good like coach. they trust the coach, the system. And they they play their hearts out, and it'll be tough. I feel like if we get home, we could easily go up two zero, yep. and then I think steal one on the road, and then game five back in Boston. I I think is how the format would run it, mm-hmm. and I think that would be a, like that would be ideal for us. You know, five games, get some rest. Yep. But with this team, I don't know. Like last night, I'm watching the game, and we set a record for attempted threes. I was figuring we we're going to set a record for most mysteries the way I've been watching these games. Yeah. Like, the Celtics almost lost that game last night. Yeah, it's like, 
They were up by what's the they all, up over by like twenty. Yeah, over twenty points in like the first it's half. It's almost like it's almost like they going up to like the first half and they're like, "Listen, guys, we're gonna blow this lead. Let's see how bad we can look." And then <laughs> yeah. they look bad, and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna let Kyrie win it at the end," yeah. which is like, Can't do "Can that. I just get a game where we win by twenty and I feel confident?" Yeah, like I just sometimes I just don't feel confident in them. Mm-hmm. To me, the defense, which is scary, is lacking. I thought last year the defense was amazing wow. against certain teams. You know, that's a, Al Sentiment. That's because they all trust each other last year. There's no trust this year for some reason. Everyone's on their everyone, own. You know, everyone says that, right? But like, the teams basically are the same besides two injuries, right? Like, well, the thing where, I the thing I just don't get is Kyrie played two thirds of the season last year. It's not like he got hurt in like March, and they, they were like the number two. Yeah, they won like yeah in the beginning of the season. They won like eighteen in a row, and then you know like he went down in March, and you know that's when Tatum and Brown and Rozier stepped up. But like, you know, they had Kyrie for two thirds of the season. It's it's yeah. Hayward they didn't have. You know, because he got injured that first game. Yeah, I mean, and I just, the defense to me is like, I don't know, like I've heard in some comments from Stevens that the lineup may change. I played maybe during the playoffs, we'll see Baines at the five and Hanford at the four. I actually which, like that lineup. Yeah, I'm not, like, I love Marcus Morris, but I don't like him in the starting lineup. No, he needs, I feel like he's, he needs to come off the bench. He shoots too much. Yeah, like, I I think he's a great player. He, he has killer asset off the bench. But I honestly like the – I assume it would look like Kyrie, Smart, Tatum, Horford, Baines, which I really like. Tatum has regressed this season. Like – Yeah, everyone's, everyone's saying that. But you got to remember, the kid's – what is he, 21? Like, I mean, he's 21. Yeah, he's, he's like, 21, but, like – Because he's done I'm, I'm, LeBron D-train. I'm at this point – where I'm about to take Jalen Brown offensively and defensively over him. Yeah, Jalen's been more consistent, but Jalen's also, he's been in the league three years now. I think. Yeah, he has. Tatum's still got to, like, he's got to get his feet in the ground, you know. Well, Start, like he, the, wor- the worst like thing. Seen moments. He, the worst thing he could have done is when pre- uh, training with Kobe. Cause, like he watched the games and he's just taking fall away twos. The man is six eight. The man is six eight. He's six eight. Why can he not get into the paint and draw the foul? Yeah. Nah, he gotta I do some fadeaway that Kobe taught him. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's taken too many shots this year that are out of the paint. But I can honestly say that about most of the team. Like, it seems like they're, like, they assume that threes are going to win games, but, like, they don't, they can't do that. They're not Golden State. Like, Golden State's got two premier three-point shooters who barely miss. Kyrie is our best shooter, and sometimes he misses, especially when he just runs up the court and throws up a, those are, those are the worst shots ever. Like, oh my god, they're brutal. Like, he'll he'll come off the screen and then he'll just shoot a three. And I'm like, yo, there's like 16, 17 seconds on the shot clock. Like, yeah, he's a good, him too. Like, he's the best layup artist maybe in the league. And he's pulling threes. Go to the bucket, Kyrie. No one's stopping you when you go to the bucket. The the Celtics are like. In the bottom of free throws. Which is crazy. Like, look at their free throw shooters. They have some lights out free throw shooters. Tatum can hit big free throws. Hayward's a good free throw shooter. Irving's a good free throw shooter. We don't want Jalen Brown shooting free throws. No, his free throws is awful. He needs to work on that. Oh, but he man. has worked on his game. He, 100%. He's a good two-way player. Mm-hmm. And he's also very young. Like, people forget, like, I, I remember D-Train, I know you do, when they got, like, destroyed by the Cavs when Isaiah and oh, yeah. were on the team. 
Like I think we were down fifty at one point. We were. I mean, it was a tough look. They were gonna put me in. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I re- I remember after that day of work, I went home and I like went on Facebook Live and I rented how bad that loss was. We were d- yeah, and we like, it was a home loss too. It wasn't like we lost in Cleveland. <laughs> we were down I know. 50 at TD Garden. <laughs> yeah, and then they just like the only reason we won one game was because Avery had a shot at three that. Bounced off the rim and rolled in. Yeah, but people forget like that team. Like if you said that team would have been where they were the next year and the year after, no, everyone would have been happy. But because Tatum has a breakout season, we trade for Irving. Like people just assume like the team just magically goes to the finals, and they forget about the whole playoffs and eighty-two games. It's like it's true, to right? me, this team is this team is still super young. Like. I think this team is a team for the future. Tatum is 21. Brown's 22 or 23. You have three or four first-round picks this year. Everyone is so in a rush to win a title now. Like, take your time. Enjoy the game. Yeah, they're struggling, but they're still an upper, like, good look at it. Like, they're still a good team. And when they play at their best, you can argue they may be the best. Like, the beating they put on Golden State in Golden State. But yeah. these times they look bad, so people just go on the negative. Mm-hmm. I think this team is a great team when they want to be. I'm hoping during this Indiana series that they are the great team that everyone expects yeah. into the rest of the playoffs. I think they can be. I'm pretty sure they will be. But we got to see, you know. This team is hasn't given us a lot of evidence for them to play good. I mean, they some games they look great, and then the next one it's like, who are we watching right now? The Cavs are like it's brutal. See, the Celtics play up to their opponent. I, I'm not really, I'm not, t- I'm not highly concerned in this playoffs because I know the Celtics play when the when the at high stakes and when the pressure's on. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. But to uh, yeah, go back sure. to that uh, Indiana series, I have the Celtics. If the Celtics have home court. I have them winning in five games. I agree for sure. If Indiana has home court, I have the Celtics winning in six games. I just, yep. I just think the Celtics have the the talent on Boston is just too much for Indiana to ha- to, to handle. Like, yeah, like Indiana, they they play hard, and you know they have good chemistry, and their coach is, you know, really good. But Boston. Like that will legit just be an upset if they, if Indiana found a way to win that series. Now it would be like one of the biggest upsets in like NBA. In, in, yeah, I feel the, the same as you. If we get home five, if we get away six, it's that simple. The team is just too talented. It's too talented. Like you said, Indiana's a great team. It, you can't lose with this much talent against a team. Whose best player isn't even there? 100% yeah, agree. exactly. And it, if Oladipo was there, it might it might have gone seven. I still think the Celtics will win that series. Oh yeah, six. I, I would have picked six if Oladipo's in the lineup. If, if he's in the if, if India's home court is go, uh yeah, I'm, I might go six because I I don't think he wanted to go seven. So I think the Celtics will have to finish the job in six. But for yeah, if they were both. If if Celtics won, had home court, I think it will go six. And if Indiana had home court, I think it will go six, even if Oladipo was there. Yeah, that's 100% agree. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's time for Indiana to fall. Sounds a little mean. I feel bad for Indiana. But yeah. <laughs> for right. them to keep up the hard work that they've done, yeah. for them to lose in five, I feel like it would stink to be an Indy fan, but... You know, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you face an uber-talented team like the Celtics, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, you got a bright future. You know, Boban's underrated, and Oladipo will come back. So, you know, you got something yeah, to look forward true. to. But, yeah, I mean, they're not they're not like the top four in the East. You know, their record may say it, but they're, they're just not. No, and even with, no, Oladipo, man, I mean, I... even with Oladipo, they, they're kind of not, too. Yeah, I like like I was like I was hyping Brooklyn earlier. I like Brooklyn over there. I might be more afraid of Brooklyn. 
honestly, if Brooklyn played Indiana, I I would have had Brooklyn with that upset. Yes, me too. <laughs> Brooklyn's the real deal. Don't don't sleep on uh, D'Angelo Russell. He's nice. Jared Allen. Mm-mm. Uh, Levert. Levert. Uh, yeah, Joe Harris is uh, leading the league in three-point percentage. Joe Harris from downtown. Like, that's a, that's that, man, that man's money. He's cash. He is. We need him. Don't money. ask him to run the court. Don't, <laughs> if you ask him to run the court, he's counting. But for threes, cash. All right. Let's get on to the plane ride to California. They went eight and six. Uh, they had a four-game four losing streak. Uh, they lost to Denver at home, Philly, Charlotte, and San Antonio. Uh, they they played well against Philly, and I I thought they lost because Baines was hurt and Smart got ejected that game. So yeah. if that didn't happen, they probably would have beat Philly. But oh, that, yeah, easily. But that Charlotte loss a, a couple weeks ago, oh, inexcusable loss. Inexcusable oh. loss. The Celtics were up 14 in the in the fourth quarter, and you let Kemba Walker score 18 points in the fourth quarter. Can't let that happen. Yeah. You just can't let that happen. Like, I think Kyrie said, Kyrie said something on it. He's like, "Yo, you trap him," and he said, "Like, you know, after they they just let the fourth quarter get it get away from them." So it's tough. Yeah, I mean. Kemba's great, but, I mean, you can't allow anyone to drop that many points on you in the yeah. final quarter to win a game. I mean, it's just – and those are the moments I get afraid for the playoffs. Like, crunch time is – like, the fourth quarter in a regular season game is essentially every quarter in the playoffs. Every quarter matters. And you can't be taking them off, and I worry they take quarters off sometimes. Oh, they, def- they definitely do. But I, I just think they were just like, eh, it's Charlotte. Like, meh. That's one thing that you have to worry about, Indiana. You don't want to underestimate Indiana. Yeah, you don't want to go, you don't want to go into there like, we got this in five and he's, and he's done. That's yeah. the wrong mentality to have. Like, they, they play hard. They can beat you. Honestly, oh, it, it, might, it might be good. It might be a humbling experience. If Celtics had home court and they lost the first game and then they won four straight. That would actually, I think, would be a great point. I hope it doesn't happen, but it would be a huge wake-up check for this team. Yeah, they might need one. Yeah, I mean, it's they just blow leads. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to watch. It's like you'll watch five minutes of the Celtics basketball game you know, look like the best team in the NBA, and then the next five minutes, you're look like screaming garbage. at the TV. <laughs> straight garbage. Yeah, you're like, what is going on? Straight garbage. All like, right. Let's just play ISO basketball for five minutes straight, and they go to 20-point lead. Yep. yep. And Brad Stevens doesn't know when to call a timeout. Yeah, I know. He called. Brad, he, uh, he called a timeout when it's twenty zero. When they go to twenty zero run, I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's halftime. The game's already over. <laughs> yeah, he did that against Toronto. They went on like a twenty something zero run. I'm like, Brad, call a timeout when it when it's when it's like uh when they go on a nine zero run. He let it go twenty. I was like, and then Toronto was up fifteen. I was like, the game's already over. You think he's in the huddle like, dang, guys, my bad. I missed it by eight points. <laughs> I wish that'd be my stop. He's like, sorry, guys, I should have called time at like an 8 run, but I thought you guys could pull through. I guess not. Like, I wish that was my stop. I would cry yeah. Honestly, that's... He he just got a uh, pop calls a timeout 15 in, seconds into the game if he don't see something he, he don't like. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, I wanted to talk about that bad loss to Brooklyn. I know Kyrie and uh, Horford didn't play, but I still thought you could have beat Brooklyn. But I guess I was wrong, especially since they beat you the last time in Brooklyn. Uh, D'Angelo Russell scored twenty points in the third in the third quarter. He finished with twenty nine points and ten assists. 
you just can't let that happen. No, it's like it's. It seems like that's been the issue all year. Is they'll let one guy drop fifteen or more in one quarter, and it just it ruins the rest of the game. Yeah, like it's it's that it's that simple. It's like and like the ball movement stops. Like I was watching last night's game, and it seemed like for eight minutes straight we were just doing ISO pick and roll with Kyrie. And I'm like, can we like start moving the ball? Like you've got guys who can hit shots, drive to the bucket. Horford's great in the post. Why are we playing ISO ball? Like I get like that's how the NBA is gone, but it's just it's not the way to win games. No, like against great teams, like you're not going to beat the Warriors ISO ball on it. Mm-hmm. You're going to beat them with great ball movement, getting open guys, open shots, and playing good defense. And, that, and I just and not turning the ball over. You know what else the Celtics oh. do as well? I've seen so many behind-the-back flashy passes. Why can't you just do a simple pass? Did you see the one last night with Tatum? Yeah. Well, like I mean, that one, was almost, that one was almost a turnover. Are you talking about when uh, Gordon dunked it? Yeah, Gordon was 15 feet away from the net, and he does it. And I'm standing like, it finished good, but I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, what are you doing? That, that was almost a turnover. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, this, the Celtics, I've seen so many behind-the-back flashy passes. And I'm just like, alright, no need to be like flashy and arrogant. Just pass the ball. Like, yeah, like, geez. they think they're all Rondo from all weight. Like, it don't work like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge dropped 48 on the Celtics, I think, two Sundays ago, last Sunday, or something like that. Yep, I remember. I, was, I think that was there. It wasn't a good look. I, I, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was dealing with the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I was, I was not well. But uh, let's get into the OKC Thunder. They're struggling as well. Uh they are currently the eighth seed, as we said earlier in the podcast, and they've been seven and thirteen since the All Star break. Uh, PG thirteen went down earlier with a shoulder injury for some games, but they had some bad losses. They had two four game losing streaks, and they're oh, they, what they're known for defense. They've been giving up out of those thirteen losses, eleven of them a hundred and ten points or more. It's not good. Very like it's crazy how like the teams can just fall apart. I mean, a couple injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems they just. I just watched uh, Russell Westbrook play. I mean, he's one of the best drivers, but when he starts like settling for threes, it's just it doesn't help the team. And then you know they really aren't a great shooting team. I believe no. like I I don't know any mm-hmm. good shooters on that team. They're not. So they, they can't shoot for their life. Even like Ro- yeah. Ro- Roberson, he's not even playing. <laughs> He's yeah, good defensively. Like, he's out for the season. He's not even playing. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they don't have anyone to kick out and shoot three. I mean, Paul George, of course, can hit an open shot. Westbrook will sometimes. Yeah, but they don't have that guy like off the bench who comes in and hits the shots. Like they've got to be they're a hard nosed drive to the bucket team. They're only two point scorers. Yeah, and it's. In a league where everyone wants to shoot the three, yeah. I could see why sometimes they try to shoot the three, you know. The team hits two threes in a row, suddenly it's, it's tough, you know. got to make three buckets to get that back yeah. in the paint. I mean, and then when you don't do that and you slack on defense, it's just yeah. you can't win games. And the, th- the thing with OKC is frustration because, you know, Westbrook is always frustrated. Frustration and inefficiency. Like, when George came back from that shoulder injury, he, he was inefficient. Like, you know, he'd get 30 on, like, you know, 30 shots, which is just not efficient at all. And then, you know, Westbrook shooting more compared to, like, before All-Star break, he, he was, he's been passing. So they got to get back to George being that number one guy. And Westbrook, he needs to take smarter shots. And he needs to yes. have better shot selection. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
if they want to move on or even have a chance of moving on, they've got to make sure every shot they take is the right shot and that everyone like takes it easy on the three-pointers. Yeah, sure. they need to value possessions as well. But they, like you said, there's there's no shooters. Like Ferguson can't shoot. Like Grant, he's okay. You know, like no one can shoot. So there, and if no one can shoot and no one's playing defense, like that's how you go seven and thirteen since the All Star break. Yeah, that's how you become the New York Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I've never been sold as Billy Donovan as a coach, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Like he's never been. Uh... Like an eye-popping coach to me, like, oh, there he is. He, he can win you a game with scheme. No, I just, I've, I've never seen him as, like, he's a good coach, but he's not, like, one of the great coaches. No way. I mean, what's their offensive scheme? Russell, go to the hoop, and then everyone else get the rebound. I mean, that's what it seems like sometimes. Their, their play is just too predictable. Yeah, 100%. So, you know. It's, either, it's like my turn, your turn with Paul George and Westbrook. So You got no shooters, so when they double you, they're going to double you. I mean, you can pass it to Steven Adams, and, you know, he's been good, but you got no one on the outside. No one. So, yeah. All right, we're going to do some uh, rapid fire for these injuries and uh, news. So for the Bucks, they're injured. Uh, Miritich. Brogdon's out for six to eight weeks. Gasol's out, and their rookie DiVincenzo. So that's – I don't know if that's going to be a factor in the first round of the playoffs, but you hope that they come back in the second round because if that's, that lingers into the second round, that might not be good for the Bucks. And also Giannis yeah, is Brog- day, day-to-day with the ankle. Yeah, the Brogdon one's, to me, the big scary one. Like, he's an essential player. Mm-hmm. Well, six. What was it? Six to eight. I mean, that's a that's a guy you need to like have in the lineup for you to make it to the finals if the Bucks have any hope. You need Brogdon, and you need him at a hundred percent. Yep. Uh, yeah, Anis is day to day, as I said earlier. So he doesn't want to sit out the rest of the games. He wants to actually play them. <laughs> Your quick thoughts on that? You know what? Like if this year's gone on, I think Giannis is my new favorite player. Just because the dude just loves playing basketball and he doesn't care. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to be friends with anyone. He's old school. Yeah, and in a world where everyone's on social media, like complaining or whining, Giannis is just like, I want to play basketball, and I love that about him. And I think that's why his fan base is growing and growing. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, for Portland, big injury to Portland. They lost their center, Yusuf Nurkic, for the rest of the season. That was a big injury. Oh, I, I, yes, I saw that, Detroit. I didn't, I didn't want to look at it. I heard it was very gruesome. Yes. But, yeah, which is a shame because he's such a good player. And to see that happen right before the playoffs, it's going to hurt for the Portland fan base and for Nurkic. The thing is, the Portland was uh, – they finally added death to their team, and they could have made a far playoff run. But now they might just go to the semifinals and lose. Yeah, it's tough on that. Like, you lose, like, a huge rebounder. And, I mean, they've got a great team. Damian Lillard's great. Yeah. Like, honestly, one of the best. Like, he's up there, too, as an underrated player. Because he's playing in Portland. Not a lot of, whole, not a lot of people pay attention in Portland. But he's a great player. But now you lose a key big man who can rebound. It's tough. It's a tough, tough way to happen at this time of the year, like right before playoffs. Yeah, and yeah, it's just tough, as you said. Sad, you know. They basically lost their center, so now Ennis Kanner has to play more. And like that's not a bad thing, but you know they lost the big, so now they don't have enough like bodies you know, in the paint. So it's going to be tough. Definitely. But let's get into uh, some NBA news. So this uh, news is all about the Jersey retirements. So Manu Ginobili got his number retired on March 28th. Chris Bosch got his retired on the 26th for the Heat. 
And Nick Collison got his jersey retired on March 20th for OKC Thunder. So I don't think a lot of people cover jersey retirements, but yeah, uh, great careers to all those players. Yeah, Manu is, you know, I've seen him play forever. The guy is amazing. Someone who wasn't crazy athletic could still get the job done. Like, for sure, like a Hall of Famer, like, basically put Argentinian basketball on the map, right? Like, mm-hmm. brought them to, like... They made the USA team in, like, 2004. Yeah, and he's, like, the reason. Yeah. And, like, he brought it there, like, in a country where soccer is so prevalent, he put basketball on the map. Mm-hmm. And Chris Bosch, you know, he was the third, the third wheel to, you know, the Miami... Big three, he was pretty important. Yeah, another great player, you know. Broke more, I saw it wasn't the superstar when I saw him in Toronto, you know, when he was early in his career. Yeah. Like, he was very, like, he was the main player. But when he went to Miami, it was his role and allowed them to win win the championship, you know. Yeah. But also, like, a great player in himself. Uh, The way his career ended, I believe it was, like, blood clots. Yeah, very, that was that was sad to see. That was tough. Yeah, when like any time a player loses his career like that, yeah, like, the way Wade's doing it, when he can call his shot, and mm-hmm. they can't call their shot. It's just a tough way to end the career, you know. Yeah. And then uh, Nick Collison, the longest tenured uh, from when they back in the Seattle SuperSonic days, he was on that squad. Yeah, obviously a player that the fan base loves. So. Yeah. Anytime you get backing from both fan bases, the Seattle one, which was the team, and now Oklahoma, it's, it's a good thing. And he had a lot of support there, so congrats to him. Yeah, so congrats to all those three guys for getting their jersey retired. Now we are going to jump into our NBA tournament. I'm going to run it down. Uh, Milwaukee, Miami. Uh, I have Milwaukee for sure. Utah Clippers. I'm going to go upset and go Clippers. I like the Clippers. Yeah. I like Doc. I'm going upset, especially when we're doing a March Madness one. All right. And also to uh, all the viewers, this is March Madness. Uh, No series. Win or go home. One through 16. Best record. Abolishing conference. So on to the next one. We got Oklahoma City and Philadelphia. Actually, wait. No, Denver and Oklahoma City. Uh, Denver, for sure. Yeah, like Denver. you said earlier, they right. up someone who can shoot. It, like, and when you play one game to move on, like this tournament side, you're going to have shooters. All right, cool. Uh, Philadelphia, San Antonio. Uh, as much as I hate Philly, I got to go with Philly. Toronto, Brooklyn. Um, I'm going Toronto. Boston, uh, Houston, Boston. I'm gonna go to Celtics because I honestly like Marcus Smart and Harden to slow him down, not mm-hmm. shut him down, and I really think that Boston can beat them in one game for sure. Golden State, Detroit. Golden State. I don't even have to add anything. <laughs> Portland, Indiana. Um, if Oladipo was there, I'd give Indiana a shot, but without him. I just think Lillard and I think McCollum are just too much. All right. For me, I'm going Milwaukee, Clippers, OKC Thunder, Philadelphia, Toronto, Boston, Golden State, Portland. So we differ on the OKC Denver one. Uh, We're going to go to the semifinals. Is that a semifinal? semifinal? All right. In the next round, elite. Yep. So, so we got you got so Milwaukee then my Clippers. Would be Milwaukee versus the Clippers. Who and you I, got? I got Milwaukee beating the Clippers. All right. Okay. So I have Denver versus Philly. Oh, Denver I'm versus Philly. Taking Denver. Denver. Okay. Uh, then I'd have Toronto versus Boston, and I'm taking Boston again. I just don't think Lowry steps up in big games, and I think Kyrie Irving does, which yep. is the difference. Mm-hmm. And then Golden State, Portland. I have Golden State. Once right. again, I don't even have to say any reason. All right. Uh, I'm going Milwaukee. 
Uh, I had Philly. For, so for Philly, OKC, I had Philly. Boston, Toronto, I have Boston. Portland, Golden State, I have Golden State. All right, next round, uh, you have Milwaukee and Denver, right? Yep, I have Milwaukee over Denver. Okay. And then it would be the Celtics versus Golden State, and I have uh, Golden State against the Celtics. All right. I got Philadelphia beating Milwaukee, and I got Boston beating Golden State. Okay, and then in my title game, it's Milwaukee versus Golden State. Yep. And I just still think that Golden State's got way too many weapons Mm -hmm. for Giannis to get it done in one game. Giannis would have to put up 50, I believe. And to me, it's a big ask. So I'm going Golden State. All right. I'm going. I have Philly, Boston. I'm going Boston. (laughs) So I have. You got to go Boston against Philly. (laughs) Yeah, I have Boston because. I think, like we said earlier in this podcast, Boston shows up when the lights are on. And the lights will be on against Houston, definitely against Golden State, and against Philly. And I just think they can just get hot from that first game. And if I'm taking one game, I got I, I got to roll with Ky- If you keep it close, I got to roll with Kyrie Irving. And he showed that in the finals in 2016. I feel like Golden State, they just, you know, to me, I feel like I've seen them in the playoffs where they don't take the first game as seriously as the rest. Like that. Like, if you look in the finals against the Cavs, the Cavs should have won that game, but if it wasn't for J.R. Smith. And if you look two years ago or two or three years ago, when Kawhi Leonard was on the Spurs, they and when Kawhi got hurt, they were waxing the the Warriors by thirty, and then they came back. So I don't think Golden State. I mean, obviously it's one game wins it all, but sometimes I think Golden State like it takes a while for them to get ready. That's why I had Boston over Golden State. Yeah, you got to agree. Like, it's for so the way like you had it going, Boston's got to be Houston, Golden State, and Philly. Like, is that the hardest road? It's like you that's the hardest it? road. But that, yeah, but like you got like the, the reason I think that they can be so good is like you, Marcus Smart can. Like, I honestly think he's a great player, and well, you put him on Harden. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harden will never be stopped, but he'll slow him down. You put him on Steph or Clay, one of them's going to get slowed down. See, I'm, 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 not taking, I'm not taking Harden. We've seen James Harden in the playoffs. So, you yeah, know, very true. He gets like, he's not as good as in the regular season. So that's why I had to go with Boston. Yeah, and then you put, and then you had Philly. And then, oh, I just, mean, Philly will. We just have a psychological edge over Philly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they didn't. All they do is like, what do they drop confetti after every quarter now? That's all they got. Yeah, it's just, it's just a psychological thing against Philly. So. Yeah, they they've got their number. I mean, they had how many guys out and they lost, they just lost. Like, yeah, if they play, like I hope they play Philly again because I honestly think it's another five game. I'm right there. I I think it's gonna be tougher because they. I think I, I will go six if the Boston plays Philly because Philly will have home court. And I don't think you're taking. T- I think you're taking at. L- All right, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I think you're taking at least one in Philly. I don't know if you're taking two games in Philly. Yeah, I mean they took one last year. I mean, to me, there's no reason why they can't take one this year for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, is do you want to make any comments about your bracket? Uh... Yeah, sure. Like I, I just think Golden State just too many weapons. Yeah, and I feel like in one game, like it, it's so easy for Clay or Steph just to hit threes mm-hmm. and go on a run, and then that's just those two. We're not even talking about Kevin, Kevin Durant, who who is a who's a free guy. I, I just I forgot to I just forgot about Boogie. Boogie can go off, yeah. but Boogie will probably get ejected, so you can't really talk. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> Boogie's always angry. I don't think I've ever seen that guy smile. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
before we conclude, do you want to add anything before we conclude today? Sure. I just want to say thanks to you, D-Train, for having me on. It was a great experience. Yeah. Love talking hoop with D-Train. It's always a great time. Mm-hmm. It's almost as good as watching a game with D-Train, which <laughs> everyone should go out and do. Yeah, they should. Watch a game with D-Train. And, you know, it's, and in closing, just everyone relax with the Celtics. They're a young team. Give them time. Let's yeah. not go overboard. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to say that when all the Celtics were talking, saying, oh, we're going to the NBA Finals. Like, you had Jalen Brown in the beginning of the season proclaiming he's going to win five rings by the time he's 26. <laughs> and then you <laughs> and then you had Jason Tatum All-Star game saying, oh, we're going to the NBA Finals. And then I, I swear you have, like, a bunch of other players saying, yeah, we're, we're going to the finals. So they kind of brought that expectation on themselves, and they haven't lived up to it. <laughs> yeah, don't, and don't fall for the hype. Fall for the effort. When you mm-hmm. see the effort, that's when you should get happy. Not when they say it, when they play hard, when they're diving on basketballs, when they're making other, their teammates look better, that's when you got to get pumped. When, yeah. when Jalen's out there saying he's going to get five, I'm like, Jalen, can we put it on a hold here like this? There's a bunch of other teams that have a say, too, that you got to yeah. be for real about. The, the only real ones, like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, you haven't heard him, you know, pro, proclaiming no. nothing. By far, my favorite Celtic. Like, for effort, well, sometimes he's... in shooting, he gets a little crazy. But that guy plays 110 every night, regardless of the team, which is why he's, like, I love him. He's the only one with the toughness. I honestly think this Celtics team is soft. Like, you know, yeah. they, they, like that Isaiah Thomas team two years ago, like, yeah, they were not as good talently, talent-wise, but, but they, they, they were tough. The they were tough. You know, they got in your yeah. face. This team won't get in your oh, face. Yeah. They're like, mm. the only ones getting you in your face is Marcus Morris, uh, Smart, and Baines. The, the rest of them, yeah. look, you know, Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie ain't going to do nothing. No, he's gonna shake your hand and then they're gonna write a story about it on ESPN. Yeah, and they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be uh, yeah, he's uh, one foot out the door. He's friends with uh, he's going to the Knicks. <laughs> he's going to the Knicks. Yeah, that's a great look. You can find the Make It Rain podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Make It Rain Pod. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music." iTunes, Anchor, you just search the Make It Rain podcast. I just want to give out a shout out to the mayor of Malden, Mayor Gary Christensen, for giving me this wonderful review on our Facebook page. Uh, I don't have it up, so I can't read it, but it was a great review, and I'm, I'm just glad he had a great time on the podcast last time. So shout out to him. And uh, yeah. Thank you, Justin, for coming on. Hopefully we can have you back at some point. Peace out.